hola, hola, my name is Ricardo, I am the host of the Lucha Jovers podcast here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. We are a Spanish-speaking show dedicated to discussing and analyzing pro wrestling from all across the world. From AW to CMLL, we talk about American wrestling, Japanese wrestling, and of course, Lucha Libre. If something big happened in the pro wrestling world, we will talk about it. So if you know Spanish or have a friend that knows Spanish or want to practice your Lucha Libre pronunciations, go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by Drummer Damon McDonald. It Yay. is 14th of December 2023, episode 288. Welcome back, Damon. How's it going? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. I'm excited. It's been a while. Um, you know, we have our annual World Tag League uh, takeovers, and they I, I thought they sounded great. I mean, look, I know I say it every year, but God. I'm always impressed. I'm always impressed with the work they put in. I'm always impressed with. Uh, I'm impressed with a lot of it. To be honest with you, um, I just changed my mic again. By the way, <laughs> just, just I don't know if it sounded worse or better, but hopefully it sounds better now. Um, yes, I'm back, and and the people who helped us with the t- World Tag League takeover, much appreciated. You guys did it all an outstanding job. Definitely appreciate that, uh, but yeah, it's good to be back. I'm I'm excited. Uh, it's Wrestle Kingdom season, which always is um, a pleasant time of year. Usually, we get some good stuff. New Japan seems to be uh, rocking and rolling, and uh, yeah, look, I'm sure we got a lot to talk about. First time we've talked in almost a month, right? I guess we text back and forth, but yeah, it's the first time in about a month, right? Yes, we exchange uh, dick pics and the like, but uh, this is the first time talking pro wrestling uh, yeah. on, on the mics for, for a while. Um, yeah, it's good to get back into the swing of things. I had yeah, a lot of fun talking to Rich last week, though. That was a good show. You did a great job on that, uh, both you and Rich. Um, so much so that I was sitting in the car and uh, listening to it in my travels, and uh, I didn't want to get, I pulled into my driveway and I did not want to uh, miss, miss a beat. I sat in my fucking driveway for like a half an hour listening to you guys go on and on, uh, talking about your Shenmue's and your uh, all that stuff. You guys, you guys were rocking on all cylinders, and and here's the thing too. What kind of surprised me was um, the relative, and I think across the board, the relative positive spin people put on the the product right now. Which look, I I I, I enjoyed it. Right. Sometimes it's a little bit much listening to us fucking go on and on and on about doomsday um, and just to kind of get a different perspective and get a, a breath of fresh air. So, yeah, you and Rich were you were rich were great. I mean, it, here's the thing, too. And I've said this about you before. You uh, you have this gift of being able to just hop into a chair and 
whoever is on the other side, you just boom, make happen. Um, that's a gift that not everybody can do that. So yeah, it was a good listen. If you haven't listened to it, I mean, it's probably not the most timely of shows I would think at this point, <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, he, uh, both of you guys did really good. Thank you. That's very kind. And you too, you're, you're bloody good at this. Well, that'll well, be great. Just let's have a little circle, Jack. Let's- all right. You want to do that? <laughs> no, I do have a question here from Luis. He says, I think I remember David gave Shenmue a chance. Did he ever go back and play more? I, th- I think I know the answer to that. But uh, you said you have some gaming news for us. I do. Uh, so my new little, again, we know how I like to bounce around the different uh, things. I get the uh, uh, dopamine popping. Um, my new thing. And you would be very happy to hear, I think. And tell me if you've been uh, involved in this. Uh, it is video game related, sir. And it is Cyberpunk 2077. What a fucking I've game. heard a lot about it. Not played it. Is it. How is it? So it's that open, it's, you know, it's kind of like that Grand Theft Auto kind of thing. Um, but the uh, aesthetic of it is right up my alley like it's everything that i dig and love and you know very blade runner-esque uh neon light uh industrial <laughs> synth music um dystopian world like it, and it is just like i'm blown away um i'm blown away at the maturity of it i'm, I'm blown away at the at the, the the scope of it um the missions uh the i don't know like it's, I, I absolutely fucking dig it. And I've been watching on YouTube, like people do walkthroughs and I'll only watch to a certain point, just, just kind of say, okay, so how would I even attempt this level? Like the, or this mission or this, whatever. Um, so I was, you know, I do that and kind of try to do, do that. I'm not big on guessing. Like I'm not big on, oh, I'm in a room. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? And then spending an hour walking in a circle, you know what I mean? Like I can't fucking stand that drives me nuts. So if I know what I'm doing a little bit, uh, that helps. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun, incredible I, look from what I understand when it was first released, it was, you know, people were really looking forward to it and it shit the bet. Like there were so many bugs and just, it was just a hunk of shit that they put out. Um, but they did a couple of patches that surprised everyone and made the game so much fun. I mean, you you level up in skills and you buy different things. And it's kind of like, I, I mean, back in the day, like when you played Magic, the, the card game, um, and you would like, you know, you'd have your deck. But it's kind of like this where you're kind of obtaining skills. And I don't know, man, I've, I'm digging it. I really am. I'm really I, like I look forward. I look forward to every morning kind of getting in. And I've never felt that way about a video game before. Like never. And every like I think about it all the time. <laughs> I really do. I think about it all the time. Um, so yeah, that, that's my my current obsession, which is video game related. Shenmue, I I played it like three times, and I was just like, I what am I doing? Because I think what attracts you to that game drives me nuts. Right, the fact that it is so open ended. And like, kind of like what you were describing before, where it's like, oh, I opened the drawer. Oh, there's a pair of socks. I can't do anything with these pair of socks, but oh, there's a pair of socks. It's later, <laughs> yeah, later there. It's so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was the funniest part of that show. Listening to that, like you guys defending the blandness of it was so enjoyable. I could, I couldn't get over it. Uh, how great you guys were describing the blandness of this fucking video game. 
it, yeah, it's very comforting. A comforting balance. Oh, for Jesus. I, I apologise in advance. There's going to be a lot of coughing here in the background. Right. It's, it's that season. But uh, yeah, I don't have a games console at the moment. I want to buy a PS5, but every time I'm on the verge of buying it, I feel guilty and think, no, I should spend that money on something worthwhile. But I'm now tempted to get one and get cyberpunk and play it alongside you. So please, we- that'd be so much fun. Let's do a podcast. Let's do, let's do the young guy and the old guy you know, who hasn't played video games in fucking years and, and plays like sports video games, like doing that, like doing each level. That'd be fun. I would do that. I would do that tomorrow. Um, so, but here, here's another thing. Uh, so I have it for Xbox. I have like an Xbox, I guess the X version, like what's the, the best one. I think it's X. Um, but you can like, there are programs where you can play like steam games, like highly intense games on your Mac now. Right. So one of, one of the programs is called whiskey, I think. And then the other one is like game something or another. Look it up on YouTube. Trust me. Um, and you'll be able to play these games. If you, if you have a steam account, like it'll load right up. Like it's like having windows. It's like having a virtual machine. Um, but specifically for these video games, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong if it's specifically for video games, but they work. It works magically on a Mac. Um, like I have a, I have a M2 and an M1 chip and they're, it's pretty fucking flawless. Like I haven't had any stuttering, any frame rate issues. Um, and I like the fact that I could just pop in my living room and play instead of like, so right now I have my Xbox. Like right now I'm sitting at, at a desk in my office. I have two desks. They're both side by side. And one is where I do the podcast, where I'm doing it right now. Uh, but I also have this like big screen TV right in front of me. And sometimes I'll do some computing stuff there. Uh, but that's where I have the Xbox hooked up. So it's literally right in front. So it's kind of immersive. But I like the fact of like going out in the living room and have Cheryl ignore me while I play video games. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's comforting. Um, try that. You can tr- try that. You, you can look that up. Um, game's a little pricey though. Game's like, I'm going to say 70 bucks for like the deluxe version. And you want to get the deluxe version because you want to get all like they have like another uh, downloadable, uh, I guess I want to say game. I don't know the term I'm looking for, Uh, but you want that. Trust me, you want that because that opens up other things in the actual game. Um, Joel, it's so much fun. And you get to just fucking, just like Grand Theft Auto, where you just go out and just fucking plug people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, it, like, you know, that's enjoyable to me. That that relieves stress for me. Going out and just going to, like, the strip club in Grand Theft Auto and walking in with a fucking machete and, and hacking up strippers. I don't know why I enjoy it so much. I do. <laughs> that's what I like to do. I was going to isolate that audio. <laughs> it's all over Twitter. <laughs> And I will do that on a loop for just hours. I'll leave. <laughs> I'll drive around the block. I'll go back in. There's a new crew. Boom. Chop away at them. Um, and uh, first I'll get like a couch stance. Like, you know how you can get like a couch stance there? And you you can touch them, right? But you have to be very stealthy about it. Like a guy peeks through the, like security peeks through the curtain. Keep your hands off the girls. Um, and then when I'm done, boom. Off with your head. <laughs> Off with your head. Uh, so, yeah. And then I'll, um, I'll, like, I don't do like doing the missions for Grand Theft Auto. I like, uh, like, I'll, I'll get a motorcycle 
and I'll get a uh, like a, like a one of those what are they called katakanas the swords right uh, and just fucking drive down the road <laughs> boom slicing away um, I'll do I'll do jumps I call it the Fonzie challenge um, where I try to jump the furthest and and uh, like I'll find like a little ramp thing and see how far I can go and land it cleanly um, I'll do that for hours literally hours. Um, that's that's what I do, and and this has this element as well. So let's do it. Get the game. We'll play. And it'll be fucking hilarious. Like, do we do a new Japan Pro podcast? Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. Give me money so I can buy a PS Five. Because uh, yeah, you know what? It is a Christmas that's season. time of year. Yeah. yeah, let's 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 get now. Can I ask you a dumb question? So. I, again, I have an Xbox. If you're thinking about getting a PlayStation, would would that be compatible with each other? Would we be able to play with, with each other and our cocks at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen, help us out with that. Yeah, help us with the technology. And then don't I have to like then also pay for the ability to stream online, like or not stream online, um, to play online with a friend? Like, isn't that an extra charge too? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I don't know really. I've never really did, did, did online play, to be honest. Neither do I. I'm afraid to. I don't want some fucking 16 year old screaming racial slurs at me. I don't want yeah, that. I get enough of that at work. <laughs> Can I ask you something about work? I had something come up the other day that I know, again, we do a New Japan podcast. Go listen to Keeping a Strong Style. I'm sure they're talking about it. Um, do you. I Somebody said to me, that they're a teacher. Um, and uh, well, no, actually, I, I heard it on a show first. And then I asked the teacher, and she is uh, an elementary school teacher. So, like, uh, uh, I want to say third grade, maybe uh, something along those lines. This is what I could not comprehend. I couldn't get through, I could not understand how we live in a society that has this. They had no idea, the kids, or concept on a clock. So a clock is on the wall, and it has the hands of the clock, obviously. They had no idea how to tell time. None. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, uh, what, what fucking planet are we on? How is that, how is that even possible? Like, they had no concept of hands, minutes, whatever. Like, I was like, well, how do they tell the time? They, they look at the phone. I, I, I was like, okay, so there's no more quarter past, half past. It's What time is it? Four, two, five. <laughs> what? You fucking idiots. Um, that and they had no idea how to write their name, right? So, like, they had to sign paperwork, a mortgage, or whatever, right? They had no concept of how oh, to do that. They can print third their name. Third graders have to sign a mortgage. That's what's that? Third, third graders have to sign a mortgage. Well, I, I mean, I'm just you know what I mean. I, I, don't, 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 over there. <laughs> we have a lot of YouTube stars. You know, they're cashing in big time. Um, like, like by third grade, I, I mean, I could sign my name. And I even would look at like autographs of famous people. You know, my signature is a uh, a, I, and I kind of made it my own a little bit. It is a 
uh, it is influenced, we'll say, by uh, the bass player of Van Halen, Michael Anthony, his signature, because it's, uh, it's very similar. Like he, I have a big D and a scribble, and then the M. He's got a massive D. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you know what? That's even debatable at this point. Trust me. I don't. I well, never mind. Um, it's not big at all. It's it, in fact, I think it's shrinking. I think we're at a point where it's like, like actively growing into my body right now. <laughs> it's like I have nothing. Um, I have a very large swollen clitoris. Is what I have. <laughs> That's exactly, I mean, seriously, there are times where there are times, like, so I sleep naked, right? Uh, I, I, initially, I was thinking, oh, David's no song by Dick Joe. He's just going to move on. No. But like, <laughs> no, oh, <yeah>. even worse. <laughs> I sleep naked, right? And there are times where I'll just like, okay, I got to get out of bed and and I'll go to the closet where my robe is, right? So, and, and, you know, even sometimes, you know, like if I'll just go downstairs and I'm, I'm naked or whatever, whatever, I'll go downstairs. Who cares? It's my house. I can do whatever the fuck I want, right? Um, and there will be times where Cheryl will look at me, and I could almost see the disgust on her face. Like there's like a like like it's like what 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 what's this? What's going on here? What's that? Where did it go? <laughs> what, what what happened? I don't know. I don't know where I lost it. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's somewhere. Who knows? But it's incredibly disappointing that. We are at an. Uh, let me take that back. I'm at an age where it's like, so I have friends who have kids, and some of them are, you know, maybe even teenage and and young adult age, and then and they're also taking care of their parents, right? Which is a real weird kind of thing, right? Taking like taking care of your parents, like you have. Look, it's the holiday season, but. You haven't lived until you wiped your dad's ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I had a conversation with my best friend about him having to bathe, shave, wipe his ass, his dad's ass, who's, who's in bad shape. Um, and he was very angry at the fact that his dad's penis was so fucking tiny, right? And and he was like, well, okay, it makes sense now that like what I have, but is that what I'm going to have? And I just kept nodding my head. Yeah. Yeah. You're, that's what you're going to have. It's going to wither away. Like like a wilted matchstick. It's like just. <sighs> Look, if there's anybody in your life right now listening to this that are that's in, you know, in an older age and they and buy them a beer. They're probably going through it right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Penis, penis aside, right? Buy, buy them a beer. They could probably use it. 20 minutes in. 20 minutes in, not one single word about wrestling. Perfect. Yeah, so I've just fired off an email to Lawrence, Evelyn, Booze, Curtis, uh, Elliot, and John to see if they can take over the podcast full-time because <laughs> we can't do this. This is this is terrible. Oh, no, this is the best radio we've done in, in months. Are you kidding me? This is fantastic. Here's the thing, too. Uh, so I, I, I caught a little pneumonia over the uh, break. A lot of fluid in the lungs. That's always fun, right? It's always fun waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I woke up one morning, right? It was, again, like 2, 3 in the morning. And uh, I, I hear this noise. And it sounded like like an animal or like a cat or like a, uh, a squirrel. But it was like, like, like as if it were in distress, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And I'm like, 
I don't, I don't know if I want to wake up Cheryl or not. And I'm like, I, I still hear it. And I'm being very quiet. I'm trying to hear. No, it wasn't a cat. It wasn't a, it wasn't a squirrel. It wasn't a raccoon. It was me breathing. <laughs> it was me breathing. Like it was me uh, exhaling. Right. And like halfway through the exhale, it would get to the point where, okay, we're, we're in the mud. And it was like this fucking high-pitched, crackling, wheezing sound. I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die here tonight. This is, this is where I go. I, can, I, I, was, I couldn't believe it. Like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, yeah, that's, that's another great thing that happened over the, uh, over the break. Anyway, uh, well, on one of those nights, I was listening to the flagship, the flagship uh, podcast with uh, Rich Krejci and I don't know if you heard of him, Joe Lanza. Um, and they were, uh, they went, they went about an hour. They went over an hour just talking about nonsense. They were talking about Bucky's and beef jerky and, uh, all kinds of shit. It went an hour. I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed hearing them talking about life in general and not talking about New Japan. They didn't really even talk about New Japan. I think they opened with all Japan, if I'm not mistaken, who apparently is, uh, they're firing on all cylinders. So better than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's our first wrestling reference. All right, I'll stop. I feel like I hijacked a show with my small penis. <sighs> my cyberpunk talk. I think I got a lot off my chest, though. I got a little bit still on my chest, but eventually we'll get there. Um, Joe, where would you like to take us? Where would you like to steer the ship on this holiday season? I feel we should touch on the uh, unfortunate passing of Osamu Kido. I confess I don't know a huge amount about him. You, as our resident historian, please uh, fill us in on Osamu Kido, please. Well, surprisingly, small dick as well, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, please, that's terrible. The major space. Um, Look, he... uh, I I looked quickly at at the bio, and um, the guy was there from the start with New Japan when Anoki formed. Um, and I remember seeing him uh, a lot in the early 80s, New Japan. And he also, um, if I'm not mistaken, he went to UWF, the first version of it. Um, in ring, look, uh, you know, what are you going to do? The guy just passed away. I'm not going to sh- shit on his work rate. Who the fuck cares, right? Um, let's just say that eh, it left a little bit to be desired, but he, you know, he tried hard, right? He was a very... Um, Short and like a stocky gentleman. Um, and um, it's not like he was a, a barrel of charisma either. Uh, that being said, he was legitimately tough. I mean, he would, he, I'm sure he could fucking destroy 90% of pro wrestlers today for a shoot. Uh, the guy was legitimately tough. Um, I, I'm re- I re- really like he, I, the my vivid memory of him is him. Um, and a tag with uh, Akira Maeda um, back in New Japan. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they won the tag straps. I do recall. Um, I, you know, look. Uh, you know, I, th- I thought tag team wrestling was his forte. Let's put it that way. Um, he needed uh, that. But again, he did add an air of legitimacy uh, to New Japan that, you know, was kind of uber obsessed with that. Um, I, I can't say I had posters of him hanging on my wall, but 
he was a he was a mainstay. And if you liked snug, uh, legitimate, tough guys in pro wrestling, like you might you might enjoy that. You might enjoy that work. So, uh, yeah, I was a little sad hearing that. That was a little little piece of uh, uh, you know getting tapes for the first time. New Japan, and he would always he'd always be in the mix. He'd always have a match with it. And here's the thing too: he would always be with guys that like you knew about um and you you kind of i want to say you struggled to be like oh, who's that again um but uh yeah he was always, it always seemed like his partners were the guys that were like he was the marty genetti let's put it that way um for for lack of a better term like he was marty genetti in, in most cases but a legit tough guy so uh there you go there there, there it is i um i i, I tried my best <laughs> And moving on to a wrestler who I often forget exists until I see your WhatsApp profile picture, which is... I don't even know what it is. What is my profile picture? You're not even you know. See, that's how I, I don't know. That is. I have no idea. Who is you it? You have to go and check now. All right. Now I got to go check. All right. Let me get my phone. Let's see here. See, this, you're in the picture with him. You would think. You met this person, and I would imagine that this was some uh, memorable event for you. Now I, I'm gonna go with settings, probably right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Kushida, right? Yeah, Kushida, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lovely little Kushida. He uh, has signed uh, an exclusive US contract with TNA or Impact. Are they TNA now? I forgot what they're called. I can't keep up with it. So he can still work his uh, Japan and JPW dates, but when it comes to the states, he is a uh, Impact slash uh, TNA exclusive. Thoughts on that? Uh-huh. I mean, uh, there there is a partnership. Right, and um, I think he might feel he'll get more bang for his buck with dates there than you know going to AEW shows and just fucking sitting and catering, right? Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm and I'm sure that. Well, no, and you know, I take that back. I was going to say, you know, I'm sure he'll probably work a few Ring of Honor dates too, but maybe not. He's exclusive to uh, Impact or TNA or who are whatever they're called this week. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that it's it's a big what if, you know. I always think about him um, if if he just had, you know, somehow put something in his shoes to make him a little bit taller. Uh, he was he, I'm talking like he's passed away, but um, he was one of my favorites. Like his run with the junior strap and some of those matches – uh, I mean, the one that I always think about is uh, not always think about, but like the one that comes to mind first is uh, the Kyle O'Reilly match. Like that was that's one of my favorite matches, and he would always be very prominent on those those Ring of Honor New Japan shows when they first came. Uh, it would always have him in a tag, like um, with a with a you know it was him in a heavy against you know whatever Ring of Honor guys. Um, I mean, look. I, to me, I feel like he would he's going to get used a lot more than he would if he went to AEW. I really do. Um, so good for him. And I know he loves it in the States and he loves it in Canada. Um, you know, his time in WWE, I'm sure he had a ball. <laughs> um, but I know he likes being here. Like he's, oh, And I say that because he said, I love being here. <laughs> I love it here. And I was like, okay, well. You know, 
let me take you to West Philadelphia and see if you still have that same fucking opinion. Um, yeah, so yes. Uh, good for him. Good for Kushida. He's getting work. Because he's one of those guys from a New Japan perspective. Do you forget sometimes that he's even a New Japan guy? Oh, yeah, all the time. Uh, and I, It does surprise me how little interest there was in New Japan in doing anything okay. meaningful with him in a, a singles context. I mean, the tag stuff with Kevin Knight has been pretty fun. I like that. That was a good spot for him. But I still think there is some value in, you know, give him a little run, not necessarily win the title, but challenge for the title with this Hiromu run. I think there'd be a nice bit of symmetry there. I can't believe that they didn't take advantage of that. Honestly, I have no idea why, you know, I would love to get to the bottom of that. But that's one of those ones where that's you're left scratching your head. Like, because it was kind of a big deal, wasn't it? Like from a New Japan perspective of the guy coming back and everyone was pretty excited. And, you know, there was even that little little rumor going about where, you know, he was going to have this uh, MMA kind of <laughs> thing going um, and, and heal it up a bit. Um, they, they just they they just dropped it. And I know he didn't he have like hoof and mouth or something like that. Or was it? What did he have? shingles? What do you yeah, have? Yeah, hand, foot, and mouth, which can yeah. be pretty nasty. And that put him on the shelf a little bit. But then, like, like after that, it was like they forgot the guy was even alive. I yeah, that's that's to me that's going to be one of the biggest head scratchers, New Japan wise. Like they what 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 was the point of that? Like just to put him in training, to put him as a trainer. Okay, I don't know. I, I I felt like he still had more in the tank. And I thought, you know, him maybe putting over some of the juniors um, in in a prominent junior feud would have been really fun, I thought. But, hey, what the fuck do I know? Uh, I'm just a guy with a small dick. <laughs> oh, stop me, please. Don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be fun. Uh, let's talk about the Tokyo Sports Awards. Uh, so Tetsuya Naito is the winner of the MVP award uh, once again. So he has – that's his fourth time he's won it. He's level with Tanahashi now. Bishamon won the award for best tag team. And Hiromu won the outstanding performance award. And uh, interestingly, show was second place in the best technique awards. <laughs> so Andrew says, we show Rob finishing second in the best technique, which uh, is extremely funny to me. But uh, yeah, I mean, we know that these awards are, are very political and usually the MVP award goes to uh, a New Japan wrestler. Happens to be Naito in this case. Uh, any Anything interesting there? Anything worth it? I mean, it's good that... Uh, look, they have a nice banquet. It's always a fun seeing the pictures, you know, with uh, different wrestlers of different factions and different promotions uh, getting a snap out for with Sanada. each other. But was that nothing for Sanada? I mean, I don't look. We'll get to him. Do? We'll get him. Don't worry. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if it holds any weight to anyone really. Um, it, like you said, it is a bit political and a bit, um, I scratch my back, you scratch yours kind of thing. Uh, that being said, uh, can I, do you have a list of, of, do you just have the new Japan winners or do you have the whole, uh, winners top to bottom? Uh, I can get the whole award. You don't, don't kill yourself trying to get it. Okay. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but, but it, if I'm not mistaken, it, it, they do a decent job, whether that's a positive or a negative of giving, Every promotion a little bit of love, um, yes. even though 
you know, usually the top spots go to the New Japan guys. Um, I think they do a decent job of, and again, whether they deserve it or not, um, representing a lot of different promotions, which, you know, that might be a good thing in the sense of just kind of getting, getting the word out about certain promotions. Yes. Uh, so best match was Great Muta versus Shizuke Nakamura. Women's Grand Prize was Tam Nakano. Fighting Spirit Award was Keno. Technique Award was Yuma Aoyagi. And Rook of the Year was the Saito Brothers. So, yeah, they, they do spread the love amongst the other Japanese promotions. So, there you go. That's yeah. the Toast World Awards. Uh, <coughs> so, <coughs> oh, emphysema. He said, lay off the cigarettes. Uh, what next? How how about I tell you okay. an absolutely true story? Please. True story about a, uh, a Bushi Road investor, guy who likes to play the stock market, who was engaged in a, a serious amount of short selling. So Ooh. he uh, borrowed, borrowed a ton of money to bet on and hopefully profit from a drop in the share price. So he sold everything. He spent everything. He owed his home. Oh all his wife's things, all of his money saved for his children's future, all of that on Bushiroad stocks. So mm. He received a tip-off about the way the G1 Climax was going to be booked. <laughs> yeah. and, and he knew that it would lead to a drastic and immediate drop in the share price, Dang. which he could then take advantage of. Yeah, so that short selling, he knew that if... He knew, right, if Chase Owens were to pin Hikuleo in the A block, that the Bushiroad share price would immediately tank and he'd yeah. be rich. Now, I know what you're thinking, Dave, but I can read your mind. You're thinking, Joel, what is this fucking nonsense? New Japan makes up a, a fraction of Bushiroad's assets. And how on earth could the booking of a tournament possibly have any effect on the share price? Surely yeah. something like, I don't know, Bushiroad publicly announcing that they failed in the mobile games market and they need to research and develop new IP to fix it would impact the share price. And to that, I say, shut up. La, 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 la. Don't confront my absolutely genuine story head on with logic and data. My fight <laughs> opinions are indisputable facts. So yeah, back to my story before you interrupted me. This yeah. investor was waiting on the result of Chase Owens versus Hikolo. He couldn't watch himself because he couldn't even afford the NJPW World subscription fee. That's how deep he was into the scheme. But he was going to get a phone call at four o'clock, exactly four o'clock, to let him know that Chase Owens did indeed pin Hikoleo and that the share prices would crash and he'd be okay. But if he didn't get the phone call, that would mean that Hikoleo was the winner, the Bushiro stock price would be stable and this guy would be ruined. So dead on four o'clock, clock ticks over at four o'clock, the phone didn't ring. So he immediately went up to the roof of his office, his apartment, oh, no. jumped off to commit suicide. And oh. as he was passing his window, Damon, hurtling towards the pavement at 100 miles yeah. per hour, okay. the phone was ringing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did he get the call? Did he take the call? Was he able to... Was he able to <laughs> save his life? What happened? Tell us, Joel. Don't leave us hanging like this. What happened? I don't know. What I can tell you is definitely true. Uh, I did diff definitely didn't just make it up for comedic effect. Oh, I thought it was real. You had me there for a minute. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, he took the phone call. It was, hey, <laughs> this is... Well, as, this he was, <laughs> as he was falling off the side of the yeah. bed. He's able to take the car. And you know who it was? It was 
uh, oddly enough, a bank from the United States that said, hey, good news, the check just cleared. (laughs) You finally got paid after all this time. That's terrible joke, isn't it? We should. We should. There's only like one other person that would get that, and that's you. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, "Oh, all my work since October. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) you're paid up in full. (laughs) Congratulations." He's like, "Ah, now you tell me, I'm falling. I'm gonna fall." Well, just letting you know. Check clear. Ah, boy. He what are we like, doing here? Why, why do we do this? Why? Because I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Um, here's my I, tell, I tell you what, Dave, do, you want, do you want to hear the good news? Yes, I do. While, while we're on the WrestleNomics, talking about the economy and all this doom-monger about the yen is down, the yen is down, you know, Tony Khan, hostile takeover bid incoming. Hmm. Uh, luckily, David, since Wednesday, December the 6th, which just so happened to be the same day that Red Narita joined House of Torture, the value of the yen against the dollar has uh, drastic gone up. So oh. the red is up and the yen is up. Oh. So uh, talk to us, please, your thoughts on not only red's defection, but what it means for the Japanese economy. Well, obviously, it's a boost, right? Not The gr- uh, gross national product of, of a country. Uh, usually, a prime indicator is uh, pro wrestling and, and secondary factions picking up members. It's it's a it's a big mover and shaker, um, you know. Some people uh, trade in commodities, uh, wheat, grains. Yeah, you want to. Here's what you want to do. You want to watch watch the market for uh, booking decisions <laughs> from from New Japan for wrestling. Um, you know, I, I did see that. Um, I, I, I it feels like people are in agreement that it, look. It, it, here's a guy that. Felt like needed a fresh coat of paint, uh, which is crazy to say out loud. Uh, and this is coming from a guy who's spent 15 minutes talking about his penis. Uh, it's crazy that it got the guy, you know, he's it's not like this is a 15 a year veteran that we need a new coat of paint with. It's not like we're talking about Stardust Genius Naito. Why <laughs> new coat of paint, new faction? I don't know what the fuck to do with the guy. Um, but people are apparently, uh, you know, kind of in, in agreement that, that that's exactly what they need. And maybe this is a, a, a little bit more of a jump start. I think people were a little bit worried that, you know, if they were going to rank the returning young lions, um, that Ren might be one of those guys that's, that's was lost in the shuffle a bit. Oh, maybe that changes things up. Who knows? But yeah, hey, listen, yen up, ren up. Uh, this is uh, this should be this is something. This is this is t-shirt worthy. Let me let me let me say this. I know a lot of people listen in in the New Japan offices. Uh, be the first to go to marketing or to uh, whomever uh, designs t-shirts. You might want to be first in line and give them that idea. Yen is up, ren is up. Boom. I can see those motherfuckers flying off the shelf. Did you see Ren's new finishing move? Uh, did I see it? I uh, Help me, because I don't remember. So it. He, he basically squashed, I think it was Honma, with a new move, which he's called the double cross, which other wrestling fans who experienced the attitude of it might know 
be more familiar with as the X Factor. Ah. X Factor finishing booth, which generated a tremendous amount of heat. So what I would say to Ren is he needs to change the theme music to uh, X Factor. I've got everything I ever wanted and I'll never give that back. Oh, I you know you one. hate House of Torture, but you ain't gonna look at that was my favorite. I unironically really like that one. Oh, you remember X Factor with X Pac and Albert and Just Incredible? What a great oh faction they were. Wow, no, I do not. I, I gotta be honest with you. I I don't. I was doing uh Degeneration X. You know me. You can tell me what to do. Right. That's what I thought you were going with. That's where I really thought. I'll tell you what, you know what I was watching? With Mr. Pack. I'll tell you what. Um, when I was first starting out in my independent pro wrestling career, uh, he would be on a lot of Dennis Carluzzo shows. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> that's my uh that's my uh lung, my iron lung. Um he was a good guy. Very cool. And uh, I was a big fan of his, to be quite honest with you. I was watching the other day, uh, like 1995 New Japan, where he uh, was involved with the junior scene, uh, him as Lightning Kid. Um, I liked him a lot. Liked him a lot. Um, you know, he's had a rough one. He had a, he, he had a real weird fucking career, to say the least. Successful and both successful and heartbreaking. You know, he's... Hit the bottom of the barrel. Hey, speaking of bottom of the barrel, did you see uh, Sunny? What a mess! What a sh- what a yeah. fucking nightmare she turned That's out to be. Unfortunate. Yeah, you think? My God! I mean, look, the drunk driving thing, man. In this day and age, is I, I got there's no excuse, is there? No, no excuse. And this is like how many how many convictions? How many how many chances? Good lord. Takes the old guy's life. Well, awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this this straightens her out. Hopefully, it does. I saw that double X uh, prison suit she was wearing. My goodness, <laughs> it's very large. Uh, it's not the sunny I remember. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> this is going to some place. Was that? This podcast is going to some places, I'll tell you. <laughs> it really is. We're all over the place. We're talking about you know what? This is this sounds to me like this is the new flagship. I feel like that's that's what we're going for here. We're we're bouncing around everywhere. We're everywhere. Uh take us somewhere else though, please. Quickly. Let's I'll take you to Kumamoto for the World Tag League final. Oh. Which had pretty good attendance, two thousand six hundred and fifty eight, which I believe is very similar to you might remember they did a show there in 2018. This was shortly after we started the podcast, actually, with Naito and Suzuki for the Intercontinental title. So, yeah, decent number for the World Tag League final there. So, a um, lot of stuff happened on the show. Can't really get into any specifics. There was a lot of wrestling, a lot of guys facing each other for for pride and momentum and lots of stuff. But we're going to skip straight through that and go to the main event, which is the World Tag League 2023 final where Bishamon, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, defeated the team of Hikoleo and El Fantasmo in a record-breaking 40 minutes and 30 seconds with, wow. uh, I think it's a new move, Naraku. I hadn't noticed that one before. Apologies if they have used it before, but Bishamon did the three-peat, three-time back-to-back World Tag League winners. Surprising. Now, yeah, I mean, 40 minutes, That's you look at that and you think, wow, and... On paper, 
not necessarily the most exciting final. I like the War Dogs. I like TMDK. I thought, based on how their match went in the block finals, that they'd get a rematch because it, it looked like there was a lot of spice there. They, they left a lot of stuff on the table. So I thought, okay, that's that's probably going to be the final. They're going to get back to this. So it wasn't that at all. However, I really like this. I thought this was great. I enjoyed it a, a tremendous amount. And, and I mean, looking at both guys specifically, well, let's talk about Bishamon first. I mean, all right. they're, they're great. I think they are probably going to be the New Japan Tag Team of the Year. Uh, they deserve their flowers. And I understand it's not the most exciting pick, but, you know, Kayfabe said, saying that these, this is the most dominant team. These are the guys to beat. Great. Throw them a bone, sure. And, and I also understand maybe we don't want to have the Tag League Finals with, you know, completely non-Japanese wrestlers. I don't know if, it, if that's a factor at all, but even just from the lens of throwing a bone to Yoshihashi and Goto, who worked tremendously hard, um, I don't hate it. It was not a thrilling outcome, but makes sense to me. And yeah. as for the challengers, Hikaleo, ELP, I like it as well. I mean, I was sort of fantasy booking them as a team. I think it was all the way back in August, and I didn't expect them to go this far. But I think early on, there was they didn't have the synergy down pat, but I think they've really got there by the end. And I think they complement each other really nicely. And it's a good spot for both guys. I mean, I complained about uh, Hikaleo's lack of, the lack of follow-up following him banishing Jay White from Japan. You know, it wasn't even in New Japan Cup after that. And then he came back in the G1. I thought they, they, they did a good job with him in the G1. He had some decent performances. Other guys made him look really good and him getting to the quarterfinals. And now he's a world tackling finalist. I think this is a good spot for him. And I also think it's a good spot for ELP, who has become, I don't want to say lovable loser, but his sort of signature matches are ones that he's lost. You know, even if we go back to the uh, Rocky, was it Rocky Romero back in the best of the Super Juniors? Was it 2019, I want to say? Right. Or the, the great match he had with Robbie Eagles in best of the Super Juniors last year. This year, I think he's had some great matches. The Naito match in the New Japan Cup, the Osprey match in the Great One Climax, and then this match as well. This is a guy who, I don't know, I seem to be on an island with this. No. And I, I get mocked and ridiculed for this, but I really think he has a lot of upside as a, an underdog babyface. And I'm not saying that, you know, he's going to be a breakout superstar because time is not on his side. However, you cannot deny the crowd connection he has. And, and I felt like the crowd would and are desperate for him to get a big win as a babyface, which he hasn't got so far. So, you know, they've teased us and he's come agonizingly close in some really big matches, but, uh, and also here wasn't able to get the job done. And uh, yeah, 40 minutes. I mean, it, it didn't drag for me. I think it justified the time. I thought it was really well paced, well laid out, having a, a nice, simple story of Bishamon having to use their, superior experience and their synergy to take out the big man first because Tikolo was the big threat there and having I always love a match that has Chekhov's table where they set up the table and don't break it immediately but it's there and you know that they're going to come back to it and that's always just adds a little bit of extra uh, excitement to the match yeah. knowing that at some point you know someone's going to go through that table fucking hell Hikolo they put him like head first through it it was a really nasty bump through that but 
this match had a lot. Like it had callbacks to previous World Tag League finals with the the super power bomb that Gorillas of Destiny did. I thought Jado added a lot, giving the little pep talks to ELP. The crowd really into that as well. I thought Hikaleo showed some new levels to it, showing more monster. And he's he's never been that sort of guy. He's still sort of a cool, chilled out guy, but he is starting to channel more aggression in the ring, and I think it's really good for him. And ERP selling in the final stretch, I thought was really, really good. Like he was out on his feet and selling that really well. Just absolute desperation, trying pulling out some very creative counters when it was two on one. But you knew the right was on the wall. He wasn't going to win, despite him coming agonizingly close. So we, we get the rematch at Wrestle Kingdom and it's title for title. And I know it's not going to be the same as this. Like obviously they're not going to get 40 minutes at Wrestle Kingdom, but I am viewing that Wrestle Kingdom match more as like a you know, an epilogue to this, like, you know, extra time in yeah. a football match. So you've had the the first leg and the second leg, you know, the home team won the first leg, the, the way team, well, not the home team, but you know what I mean? One team won the first leg, one team won the second leg, it's level one aggregate, now we're going into extra time. So this is like the extra time going into Wrestle Kingdom. So I think, I, I'm not sort of think, hand-waving this, being like, oh, it's a rematch, it's not going to be as good as the final, so I hate it. I think they can do some interesting stuff with that. It, like they can play off the previous matches and sort of lean into the callbacks and stuff and maybe sort of work it differently, work it like a sprint and possibly have that big ELP win that I think the crowd want. I think the crowd are, are, are up for that, even if the <laughs> Western fans don't seem to be. Um, mm. So like, I think the rematch is fine in a vacuum as part of a wider trend, which we will talk about with the Wrestle Kingdom card, then it's not good. So I'm not going to excuse them for that. But I thought this match was pretty fucking great, David. Yeah. I, I mean, look, if if going into it, I know a lot of people fantasy book their way through the entire tournament. And there were a lot of sexy possibilities. Um, and I can't lie and sit here and say that I was overly thrilled in the sense of Yoshihashi, Goto, once again, being in that mix. But, I mean, why not, right? I mean, they have been a dominant tag team for many moons now. And I think that is a good thing. Because if if we're being honest, they are the dominant tag team in New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? And, And... to me, there's nothing wrong with that. Like to, to have, they picked somebody, they went with it, and they stuck with it. I'm totally fine with it, and I think it's a good spot for both. Um, of all the teams that I thought, okay, we're going to go with ELP and Hikaleo, you know, mapping it out on paper, I, 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 I probably wouldn't say that they would have been in my mix, right? To me. I thought there might be sexier potential finals. But the good news is, is that once again, New Japan got it right. They had a guy in ELP who, as much as people want to fucking put him in a bin, I think they're sadly mistaken. Given the opportunity and the tap on the shoulder, the motherfucker can go. Um, You may not like the shtick. You might not even like him right now as lovable, I love everyone, fans are great version of ELP. But I think once he, like, it's going to come into its own. 
Like, and he will be up, I think, up a, a, a factor moving into 2024. Hikaleo, I'm not gonna lie, he's gonna get a vote for me for most improved. Um, he's had a sneaky, quiet, decent year. Uh, that I don't think anybody really expected. Has he had a ton of help? Yes. Has he had people work matches with him to finally give him that monster era, uh, aura? Sorry. Yes. But that's exactly what we've been screaming for. They're playing to his strengths. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, we encourage it. That's what we want. Let's encourage the strengths, and we can find ways to hide weaknesses. Um, so, no. Going into it, was I super excited? No. Was I pleasantly surprised with the outcome? Absolutely. I thought the match was very good. Was I kind of weirded out in the sense of, boy, we just went right to a rematch? Well, you know, there is that taste of, well, what the fuck was the tournament for then? Um could have been worse. I was, I was just relieved it wasn't an AEW team coming out to challenge. Don't be surprised. You know, don't by the end of the night. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, and it does give them a nice little spotlight match at Wrestle Kingdom that I think they'll deliver on. Right? You're right. They're not going to get forty. Um, but you know, if they gave them fifteen and they did a little sprint, um. And and here's the thing too. As much as as I'm happy that in 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 you know we're kind of consolidating titles, right? If we look at it that way too, I think that's a positive thing. Uh, no, I like the idea that right now we have the dominant tag team for the past couple of years against a team that has come into their own, and you know, and a guy that has improved. Him being a monster and a worker that can go. Uh, who? How can you complain about that? I, 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 I'm not. Um, so again, leaving that match, leaving the you know the little twist and turn of of them having that rematch at Wrestle Kingdom. I to me, overall World Tag League was there, as it always is, and I and I kind of giggle to myself sometimes how we will try to have world tag league be this thing of hey this lineup's not that bad and you know we're it's always mid right <laughs> yes there's going to be gonna some stick up, i i enjoyed tag league this year i think it's I the didn't best say I did. yeah it's the, the best one that i've if i've enjoyed since i started watching i'll give it that yeah i mean it look there have absolutely been worse ones but you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not G one. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's not um, designed to be consumed no. to completion. It's a house show tour. It's not designed for you to watch every single show. You okay. watch you watch the Corican shows. You watch the Osaka shows. That's where it peaks, and then block finals, semi finals, finals. You're right, and and again, it is leading up to the the company's biggest show of the year, and and arguably the biggest tour of the year. Um, and maybe. I'll speak for myself. Maybe I unfairly compare it to previous tag leagues and and all Japan's tag league. You know what I mean? 
like I kind of measure it to that. And I think that might be unfair because truth be told, it's that that was the end of the year tour, right? Until the beginning of the year when they kicked off again, um, there wasn't a wrestle kingdom, you know, back in the eighties. Right. So yeah, those, those tag leagues were, were the closing of a, of a calendar year you brought in, you know, and again, I'm comparing fucking all Japan's <laughs> classic tournaments to this, which I, again, is, a, it is an unfair comparison, but you know, I mean, I, I even compared it to, to to recent World Tag Leagues. I think what they did a good job here with the roster is they they sort of tightened it up a bit. It wasn't them just sort of cramming in every all the other heavyweights who had nothing to do. It's just like, oh, you know, let's stick Tagaloa and Chase Owens and uh, Makabe. Well, no, because I think that's an unfair example because I think they had a good backstory into it. I think they can still go to some extent and they did the best of seven series, but you, you take my point. They didn't just like crowbar in all the dregs in the roster. There was actually a bit of quality control in the teams that went in it and they tried to do some interesting things and use it as a showcase for some guys who, you know, didn't necessarily get the shine as singles wrestlers. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to defend World Tag League this year. I'm not going to say it was like the best tournament of the year or anything, but I would like them to, to build on what I think was a successful tournament and, and more of that next year. Okay. And, 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 and I think that's fair. Um, uh, look, uh, uh, what was the, what was the best match of the tournament? Final. Right. So if you didn't watch anything, else, <laughs> well, yes, you're right. I, I'll give you that too. But if you didn't watch anything other than that, would you have missed a beat? Uh, I think I think there was some good stuff. There's very little that's going to trouble the match of the year lists. But if you're a fan of tag team wrestling and you're interested in the characters and the storylines going into this, then I feel that I, I didn't hear anyone who did watch it all think, oh, that was a fucking waste of time. Everyone who did follow it and watched a lot of it got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Okay. All right. Well, and, and I will be the first to admit that I didn't watch every fucking show. I watched the finals and I watched sporadic other matches that I kind of hopped in and out. I was I would I did hop in and out. So to be fair, um, I'm giving you an opinion about a tournament that I did not watch every second of. And again, everybody kind of gives me the old, yeah, you know, it was good for you know, blah blah. blah. And, and I agree. Like I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just like, okay, I think people are. I don't know. Maybe they're just putting a little bit more shine on it than I would, and that's fine. That's that. No, no worries there. But um, I like where they ended up. Let's put it this way: I like where they ended up, and I like the fact. Uh, I, and I do. I am a fan of this match happening happening again at Wrestle Kingdom. Got no problem with it. Are you alive? Oh, no. Oh, to unmute myself. Other news from the show. Uh, Kosei Fujita said he wants to have the first shot at whoever wins the junior title at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, he says he hopes it's Hiromu, so that'll be an interesting win. Could be maybe Fujita should be the guy, the next guy who, who gets the pass of the torch from Hiromu after this mega raid. Uh, Zanika Jr. is not officially a member of Los Ingobernables de Japón, but could become one in the future. And next time he's in Japan, 
uh, it is said that he count on Lij to have his back. So he's currently not listed for Fantastic and Mania, but you think after what I think was a pretty successful showing that yeah. Xander Khan would get added to the Fantastic and Mania roster. I think they would be missing a trick if they didn't do that. But uh, yeah, that was all the other stuff coming out of the final show. Uh, so we should take a look at the Road to Tokyo Dome lineups, which mm-hmm. start next Thursday. We've got doubleheader, Coracle Hall Thursday and Friday. So Thursday show, we've got Masked Horse and Masked Bolton. Against Titan Mariano. Really? <laughs> then we've got Oscar Loiva and Yuta Nakashima against Kosei Fujita and Zack Sabre Jr. Third match, Callum Newman, Francesco Acura and TJP against Ghetto, Driller Maloney and Clark Connors. Fourth match, Master Watto, Tomoaki Honma, Shota Umino against Sho, Rendarita and Evil. That would be a match that we're looking at potentially setting something up for Wrestle Kingdom because we have, I think, eight matches official for Wrestle Kingdom and they've extended the length of the show by half an hour. So I'm expecting more matches to get added to that. Fifth match will be Satoshi Kojima and El Desperado against Shingo Takagi and Hiromu. Sixth match, Doki, Yuya and Sanada against Bushi, Suji and Naito. That's another one maybe. You know, we, we might get some whoever of Suji stuff leading into Wrestle Kingdom. Seventh match, we have the provisional KOPW 2023 match where we have the holder, Taichi against the challenger Yoshinobu Kanemaru, which uh, you'd assume will be the final defense of the year. So whoever wins this will almost certainly be the KOPW for 2023. So Taichi's presented his choice of rules. He says he wants a whiskey bottle ladder match, whereas Kanemaru wants low blows and removing the quarter pads to be legal, but only for him. Uh, both of those quite entertaining. Given how Kanemaru made the uh, referee, special guest referee thing worked really well in the Taichi versus show match. I'm sort of leaning more towards Kanemaru there. I think a match where Kanemaru is allowed to, to do low blows at Taichi is a, would be extremely funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would, as, uh, you know, we always shit all over the idea of, of House of Torture bullshit. I guess, like, if if the rules are it's a house of torture bullshit match, I don't know why does why does that sound more appealing to me? Do I, only because I know it, what's going in, or I, I don't know. But you're right, and like the idea of like a whiskey bottle on the ladder match. Okay, well, why not? Why why does it have to be a whiskey bottle? I don't understand. Like, just make it the title. I don't know. Um, and I and here's the thing too. I I'm a, I hate those climb the ladder matches. I, I really do. I I I don't like. People have wacky and creative spots with a ladder. Okay, great. But sometimes they just like the idea of, you know, every rung of the ladder, it takes four. I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. So, you know what? Let's go with the ball shot match. Let's, let's do that. Let's, it's something new, right? Um, I forgot all about KOPW title, to be honest with you. <laughs> I forgot all about it. I couldn't. I like if you put a gun to my head and said who's the champ, I would be like, ah, fucking don't know. Um, I'm surprised. I, here's the thing: I'm surprised they're still doing it. I'm surprised they're still doing it. I will yeah, say remarkable this. consistency and uh, keeping this going. I mean, it's not it really when, when they initially announced this and Okada was talking about I don't know cage matches and all that. Uh, I don't think many of us were imagining. <laughs> ball shots and legal matches but uh, to be fair I th- they found a niche for it and as a little self-contained thing I find it quite funny um, yeah. do you, you know what's amazing not, not, not to cut you off or anything um, isn't it amazing that New Japan doesn't do a lot of steel cage matches or any yeah like, when was the, 
What was the last? Maybe they can't afford them because of the, the Bushy Road stock crisis. <laughs> Right. I mean, here's the thing, too. I mean, people would always bitch and moan, like, we don't want ladder matches, and we don't want lumberjack matches, and we don't want... Okay, well, I mean, we've gotten our fair share of those throughout the years for New Japan. But oddly enough, just a regular... And here's the thing, not a goofy steel cage match where it's like, I don't want exploding matches and shit like that. Like, I, I they always... I don't know. They're weird to me. I don't know. I, usually, they stink. Like, just a, a regular old chain link fence cage match. I'm surprised we haven't seen a lot of that or not, or any of that. I kind of wonder, I would love to see like an old school steel cage match with a little juice, little, 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 um, little heated rivalry in a cage. I miss that. I, I think that's one thing I miss in pro wrestling, that heated rivalry blow off steel cage match. Backlund versus Bobby Duncombe. Let's go. Hooey. <laughs> Backlund. Yeah, I think that in moderation. And, uh, yeah. Less is more. The less frequently you get them, then the more yeah. satisfied they are. But yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've seen a really great one. Right. Right. I mean, usually, I mean, WWE, WWE totally ruined them um, with their versions of, the, you know, steel cage matches, no you know, nonsense. I mean, hell in the cell. It, let's put it this way. People still talk about Foley and, and Undertaker, you know, like it was yesterday. Um, and that's it. Nobody name me another fucking hell in the cell match. That was great. I mean, obviously the first one, Michaels and, and Undertaker was, was, was the bar. And then, you know, Foley and fucking Undertaker blew that out of the water. But like, were there any other great hell in the cell matches? I don't know. Do you? Let me ask you this: Did you like? What did you like more? The 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 chain link fence steel cage where uh, you had to to get out of the cage. B steel cage match where it was fight to the finish, and uh, it was it's a ten count or blue bar steel cage match uh, circa WrestleMania two Bundy <laughs> versus Hogan. Uh, probably the second option. I always sort of saw it as a thing as no one leaves, no one enters and no one leaves until this is settled. Right. I'm with you. I'm a thousand percent. And I, and I understand why they didn't do that, but didn't you hate the idea of escaping the cage being the finish? Like that seemed like the biggest fucking one. Like you're, you're in a steel cage match to keep people in the ring so that could beat the shit out of each other and, 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 and settle this feud. And you're going to end it by crawling out of a door. Like, it doesn't make no sense to me whatsoever. Oh, well, pro wrestling. Hey, speaking of steel cage, I, I know I'm all over the place. I apologize. Sorry. It's where I'm at. Um, is, is there any interest in you or anyone else out there in southern England of the Iron Claw movie soon to be released? Uh, I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, the Von Eric movie, right? Yes. I'm pumped. I'm ready for it. I am. I'm. I haven't been to a movie theater, Joel. I couldn't tell you the last fucking movie I, I saw at a movie theater. I hate movie theaters. I hate the people that are in movie theaters. I hate the smell of a movie theater. I. I can't stand it. I'm in. I'm buying tickets day one. I want to see that fucking Zac Efron all gassed up. 
Who's who's playing the Freebirds? Who's playing Terry Gordy? Some indie wrestlers, right? Isn't like Brody in it? Like I'm into this. Like this is, I'm into it. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I have, and here's what it is. I have people that are not wrestling fans in any way, shape, or form saying, I'll go to that movie with you. I swear to God. I guess that's the power of Zac Efron. <sighs> yeah, that, that could be the sort of film where I could get the wife to watch it. Yeah, right? Right? That, um, no joke. No joke. And it's getting a And it's, here's the thing, too. Like, it, it's getting a lot of mainstream press because it's a, a it's a major studio and b christmas movie you know what i mean that aside from like the summer blockbuster the christmas release is correct me if i'm wrong that's like it, it gets them in the mood uh, during uh, award season like there's a reason why movies are released around christmas time i don't know i'm pumped for it i i think it's going to be fucking fantastic and i can't wait to see what they do with it uh, another thing I can't wait to see, is the main event of this uh, Roti Tokyo Dome show, which is the Never Open Way Six-Man Tag Team Championship match with the, the Dream Team, Ishii, Tanahashi, Okada, with their seventh defense against the Challenger Team, Henare, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb. What do you think? I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time. It's time for United Empire to get their moment. I think it's time for Henare, in particular, to get his moment, pin yeah. Ishii in the middle of the ring after... An absolute barb burden for match. Let's put some gold in United Empire. It would relieve, you know, all those guys that are in singles matches uh, of the obligations of the Never Six Man. Um, we do, we do like to have a little juice going into the dome with these, uh, some of these, you know, Road Two shows and the Christmas shows, right? Um, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll want to have a little shot in the arm, United Empire. Kind of keeping that thing going, right? Um, so I, hopefully that helps. Hinari getting his first taste of, of a championship, right? Um, yeah, I think the handwriting is on the wall here. I think, I think the kids that are in third grade right now who can't put the handwriting on the wall should practice putting handwriting on the wall because I think it's going to happen. I really do. I think it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, and we, I, and we can bring that. back my uh, my f- sorry my favorite Wrestle Kingdom match, which is the Please. Never Six Man Gauntlet match. Which again, I really like those matches. So we could have Henare Cobb Grand Card. We could have Ren Evil and Show. Yeah. We could have uh, Gabe Coglin and Ishimori. We could have Mikey and Shane and Robbie Eagles. We could do Taichi Doki and Yuya. We could do Yano Yo Ishii. Shota Nagata Wato, Bushi, Suji, Tita. There's loads of stuff you could do. Yes. And obviously not all of those teams would be in it. You pick five of those. You pick 15 guys, or rather 12 guys, three, four more teams of three to challenge Hanare Cobb and Grano Khan. That'd be a really fun little match for your Wrestle Kingdom undercard. Michael Elgin and War Machine, right? <laughs> 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 We're not with I- him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, that was that was just like whoo-wee, weird. Um, look, I'd be into that. I think. Look, I know we. Uh, I know we uh, communicated. V- How did that that make out? My little uh, meme. I really worked hard on that. You you would have no idea how how hard I worked on that. It was really you're, you're the metrics, do you? Okay. Yes, please, please, please. Uh, 
see. Uh, we have yeah. seven reposts, 123 likes, okay, and 6,740 views. Wow. That's a low percentage, though. 6,000 views and, and only 100 likes? And how I would many say anything seven? that gets over 100 likes is, is decent. Really? Okay. So we did okay. Give me a grade. Give me a letter grade. Uh, a B. Okay. I mean, uh, for it. effort, A hey. plus. But I mean, in yeah. terms of engagement, that's a B. Okay. All right. I'll do. I'll try. I mean, they're not. They don't come easily for me. So um, I gave it my best shot. Uh, but to be honest, I get most engagement when I'm deliberately trying to upset the AEW fans. But I <laughs> try not to do that as much because I, I don't know how you do. I, that. I was running out of material. <laughs> well, the show will give you plenty. God. Um, and don't worry, 2024 will give you plenty, too, apparently. Um, look, uh, there's a lot of people that are that are looking for something to do come Wrestle Kingdom. So if, if, if that is the solution, I'm, I, I'm okay with it. Would I – obviously, look, fantasy booking the Dome, of course. There's a lot of things, and we've beaten that horse to death. But if that's what it is, then you know what? I'm, I'm okay with it. And here's the thing, too. They're always fun matches. They always are. So – you know what? If that's what we've we painted ourselves, if that's the corner we painted ourselves in, I'm I'm for it. Let's do it. I, I would rather see that than all those guys in a fucking rumble. You know what I mean? Like that would disappoint the shit out of me if there are fucking all those guys are in a rumble. I would be really sad. There's a lot of guys that worked really hard all year to be fucking sitting in a rumble. Come on, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Uh, then we have. On Friday, December 22nd at Coracoin Hall, we've got Mars Bolton and Mars Horse against Yo and Torianu. Second match is Ishii in a singles match against Callum Newman. Now, that is what I'm interested in. We'll see, really, we'll see what uh, Callum has got here. And that's a, a big spot for him on, I'd say, one of the bigger Coracoin Hall shows of the year, getting a, a big singles match against Ishii. So, obviously, they can see upside there. Third match, we got Bishamon against Oscar Neuber, Yuto Nakashima. Fourth match, Wato and Despi against Bushi and Hiromu. Fifth match, singles match with Akira against Driller Maloney. And sixth match, TJP against Clark Connors. So two little singles matches there to preview the junior tag title match at Wrestle Kingdom. Seventh match, we got Tanahashi and Okada against Zack and Kosei Fujita. Eighth match, our main event, the snow will be falling. Yu Oremura. Taichi Sanada versus Yota Suji, Shigo Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito, which pretty sexy match on paper. I like that one. Um, who do you think is going to be celebrating under the snow? I'm going to go with the LIJ uh, celebrating under the snow because I think, look, the snow is, I don't know, people look forward to it. I, I, I do, as silly as it sounds, people do look forward to that dumb fake snow falling. Um, and I think you you want a you want your world champion to have some vulnerability going in, right? I, at least I would, right? To say, okay, you know what, Naito's got a good shot at winning this fucking title. Um, I'm not saying Sonata loses the fall, but I'm saying the team can, right? And you kind of do want Naito on the mic, right, at the end of that show to kind of wrap up the year. I think that's a better choice than giving a live mic to Sonata who might put people to fucking sleep. Uh, well, apparently not, you know, you know, he's the, he's the guy that's drawing the houses, right? Rachel, <laughs> he's, he's Tim. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm going LIJ. Because I think that's how you want to close the year. With your champion having a little vulnerability going into the Dome, pe- putting it in people's heads that, hey, you know what? We could win this LIJ, we. And, you know, you get the guy with the personality on the mic to close out the show. Let's do that. Let's do that. We also have uh, coming up on January 2nd, New Japan. I'm going to read directly from the New Japan tweet here. NJPW will help Noah start their new year. Tomohiro Ishii, Satoshi Kojima, ZSJ, Tanahashi, House of Torture, and Ryohei Oiwa will all be in Ariake Arena two days before Wrestle Kingdom. Hashtag Wrestle Kingdom Week. <laughs> so with the big no show, uh, there's some New Japan involvement there. So we've got Kiriya and Oiwa against Evil and Yujiro. Masa Kitamiya against Ishii. Goshiyazaki against Kojima. ZSJ and Ogawa against Tanahashi and Hayata. So I'm sorry, no fans. I know how it feels. We know how it feels. <laughs> All right. Starting off the year, just, just the way it began. Uh, or the way it ended. Um, that's not a bad show. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going over there, like, if you're traveling over to to Tokyo for the, the week, uh, that's that, not that's a bad not show. That's not the whole show, by the way. Those are just the matches with New Japan involvement. I think they've got a, a red-hot main event, if I'm not mistaken. Is that not the... Uh... Ibushi, right? Uh, I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> uh, all right, let's have a look. Let's yeah, let's see that. Let's see. let's see who gets it first. Uh, no, was it January? So uh, we'll be headlined by Keno versus Manabu Soya for the GHC Heavyweight Championship. Uh, they got three way GHC Junior tag match. Uh, yeah, so Keno versus Soya. That's the main event. I, what am I? What, what show am I thinking of with Ibushi? Oh, no, maybe you're or am right. I out of my mind? No, no, I think you're... Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Come on. Help. Right, I'm going to have to go on Cage Match, because I just I think I'm looking at old news articles here. Look, this is not a pro <laughs> yeah, you give, I think you gave a show from 1999, Joel. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mitsuharu Masawa. And, uh, uh, Noah, January, what is it? Second? Uh, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's uh, Marufuji against... Ibushi is the uh, main event. Okay, I mean, on paper that sounds good. Uh, here's here's what I, where I'm interested in that show. People have been down on Kota Ibushi since he's made a somewhat return to pro wrestling, and I I, I want to see how he makes out. I want to see if he's like have have we lost have we lost Kota Ibushi? I guess is my point. Um. So I'm very curious to that. And look, uh, he's washed years ago. He's cooked like my Christmas potatoes. Ooh, crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. Um, you think so? You think he's toast? Uh, I've not seen any evidence to the contrary. From what I've seen right. so far, post comeback, it's uh, not good. No. Um, okay. So, so again, here's this is a. To me, this is a kind of a statement match for his his return to pro wrestling. And here's the thing, too. Um, we all know of his injuries and, and the struggles that he had with those. Look, again, if this were five years ago, even 10 years ago, 
uh, I think we would all be sitting here with fucking boners. Um, and and again, we're talking a different time frame. Even with that said, like if you had shoulder troubles and shoulder issues, I can't imagine anything worse than taking a fucking chop from Marafuji. <laughs> that motherfucker lays them in like no one, like it's a gunshot. Uh, and so if you have shoulder issues, you're going to know pretty quickly how you're going to fare uh, going 15, 20, 30 minutes. Um, so I'm curious. I, I, I will say that. I'm curious. I'm hoping for the best. Don't get me wrong. But um, I'm watching this match with, with morbid curiosity, I think. All right. We do have a lot of questions about Wrestle Kingdom. Obviously, I wouldn't want to get into the weeds with uh, predictions. But uh, no I'm happy to keep going for a bit. Uh, Mike says, I'm going to my first Wrestle Kingdom this year. Any tips? Oh, uh, how exciting, right? They got to be pooping their pants. First one, right? I wonder if it's the first time in Japan as well. Um, look. Uh, we have plenty of tips, Joel. We could talk. We could do a fucking show on this. Um, get there. Might, get there early. Sort of throw the bat signal out. See if there's going to be a, a, a meet up. Jake asked me up. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of people over there. That I mean, again, we won't be there, but you know that at least you know you you guys will have people that you know. Oh, I know your name from Discord, or I know. Yeah, okay, great. And because because truth be told, that's one of the best parts. Of, of the of the fucking year. So get to the Tokyo Dome a little bit early. Um they'll have the 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 whole setup outside the arena. Get your gimmicks, get your your souvenirs, your programs, all that nonsense. Um spend spend some money there. Uh and then you're gonna hang out outside. And um it's not bitter cold. You know, it's winter, but it's not bitter cold. Uh, and and it's a blast. You're, you, you know, you're, you're just gonna. Everybody's gonna be there. You're gonna drink outside for hours. Um, take it easy. Pace yourself. Learn. Learn from me. Um, it's a long day, and it, that's that might be some of the the best moments you'll have. Um, aside from the wrestling aspect, I mean, look, if you're first time there, you definitely want to hit cork, and just because. It's Cork and Hall. You know what I mean? You, you're there. You're, you know, you're 30 feet away. Fucking get, get in there somehow. Watch whatever show they're running that weekend or that week. Um, I would say also be adventurous when it comes to your palate. You're, you're in Tokyo and you will have the best of everything, right? You'll have the best fucking steak. You'll have the, the opportunity to have the best hamburger. You'll have the opportunity to have the best fried chicken. You'll have the opportunity to have the best sushi. You'll have the opportunity to have the best fucking everything, right? Um, so go into that with a little bit of uh, of an open mind. If you're a little bit of a picky eater, leave that at the fucking border. Um, because culinary-wise, so great. I'm going to say this, too. and You tell me if you agree with this. Now, again, I'm on the East Coast of the United States. So literally the opposite end of the world. So your your biological clock is going to get fucked. And I don't know where Michael's coming from. Um, what do you think of this idea? And I thought about this. Wouldn't you rather, again, if I'm if you're on the East Coast, United States, stay on that time frame biologically when you go to Tokyo? Because 
like if you're just trying to set your clock to daytime, like, okay, great. You're going to see a couple shrines. You can see them at night. And they're probably lit up more beautiful than they would be in a day, right? And all you're going to watch are people going to work. Like, nothing's open. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, if you sleep during the day, get up around 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, you catch your shows, you do all that. Fun stuff. And then the nightlife is what you want to see. Like, the nightlife is, that's fucking, you're, you're, that's where you're, you're like, I can't believe I'm here. Um, what do you think of that idea? Uh, that's mental. I can't, I can't say really? enough on that. Yeah, I no. But again, really? I can't, I, every time I've come to Japan, it's been coming from Asia. So, well, true. I've, it's not been a problem for me. But uh, yeah, I thought about yeah. like just doing that. Um, give give me some tips, Joel. Give me give me your top three tips. What 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 are the? No, I think things? I think you said everything there. I was just going to say, eat as much as you can. Enjoy the yeah. food, especially in that cold weather. Like, what did we have? We, you know, before Wrestle Kingdom fourteen day one, we had. Lovely tonkotsu ramen, didn't we? Yeah. Nearby. That's fucking great. Yep. And then day two, I had, what did I have? I had udon. The beef bowl, You know, when right? you get that big sort of nest of tempura, it's like all sort of shredded vegetables, deep fried, and they put that little nest of crispy vegetables on top of the mm-hmm. udon. That was fantastic as well. So tonkotsu, go, go get some yakiniku. There's, there's some good restaurants. I think it's a, might be a chain actually, but I remember last time I was there, this restaurant where you have your own little tiny private grill in front of oh, you. Oh, yes. That's great. Yeah. Definitely try that. And uh, sushi's at my, my favorite. Just eat a lot of tuna sushi, tuna sashimi, because there's nothing like it in the world. Just yeah. get all the different carts, the otoro, the chutoro, and just enjoy. Man, oh, I miss it. Me We're going to do it again someday. We will. We will. Um, and here's the thing, too. Like, you can go on the cheap and you know, if you're budget conscious, um, st- you know you could live it in in convenience stores if you had to, and the food is still tremendous, right? Um, I'm going to give a, a suggestion as well. Leave your fear of going in places that seem weird to you on the surface. Leave that at the border. You go into those places. Go. No, I'm not talking about like seedy places, like you know, fucking strip clubs or shit like that. I'm talking about restaurants. You know what I mean? You walk by and you're like, oh, that looks like an interesting the food looks really good. Don't be afraid to go in. Don't be afraid to go in. Um, because here's the thing. Especially if you go to like uh Shinjuku, um, you know, there's gonna be places that are look they're gonna look pretty intimidating to the Western eye. Do it. You, it'll change your life because you're gonna meet somebody. And they're going to be friendly. And then you're going to have laughs and drink and just like nonsense will occur just because nonsense occurs and you will have the time of your life. I promise you. I say it every time. There's life before Tokyo and there's life after Tokyo. And I'm, I'm so I'm actually thrilled that this is his first time going. Um, I, and again, I, I'm assuming it's the first time to Japan and Tokyo in general. Have a blast, man. Have a fucking blast. Hopefully you're going with somebody uh, that you can share that with. If not, you know what? Let, let, let's get that Discord rocking. Get that meet up in some capacity. Uh, meet great people. People that you'll talk to for the rest of your life. Um, over your love of, of, of pro wrestling. That is that is awesome. Hot drinks from the drinks vending machine. Oh, my God. Cans of hot coffee, hot soup. Yeah. Soup. Hot chocolate. 
I can't with it. Oh, they just, they, they hit different. Oh, anyway, uh, Wrestle Kingdom cards. So again, I'm not going to go match by match. Uh, Matt says, Wrestle Kingdom looks like a competent but uninspiring show. Should we start getting hype for New Beginning? I mean, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't want to sort of relitigate the Wrestle Kingdom card because I feel like I've, I've moaned enough about it. So I want to sort of try and approach it with a more analytical perspective because there's some, there's some really great conversations on the Discord about this as well. With, um, I was just reading what, what I, was, I took the kids to, this event where they set up little mechanical toy trains everywhere. The kids were just running around playing with trains. So I was just enjoying that and flicking through Discord. There's a really interesting conversation with, um, who was talking about? Booze was definitely there. Uh, Gui, Andrew, Fraser. So I'm just sort of giving the cliff notes version here. But basically what, what I feel, and I agree with this, I thought they summarised it nicely, is that we're getting the same old booking patterns with New Japan where, you know, we take our time with a new generation, slowly build them up. But... The landscape's changed. Uh, AW's hoovering up talent aggressively. They've eaten up New Japan's Western market share. And also there's a, a generation gap where they lost out on a crop of potential Japanese heavyweights. Guys like Kitamura, Honjo, Kanemitsu. Um, I mean, if a guy like Tetsuhiro Yagi from the current crop of returnees. Not to mention, obviously, we've lost main eventers like Ibushi, Jay White, Will Ospreay. And the Japanese talent that have been elevated to the world title level like Evil or Sonata. They're not, they're not at that same level. They aren't yet in a position where they can give uh, a meaningful rub to, to the next generation. And the same applies to the Western talent that fit in those AEW gaps. You know, we talked about Finley and, and Tamatonga, even, you know, the lack of interest in p- pushing someone like Great Khan. Basically, that all means we don't have that usual seamless transition from generation to generation or, you know, that passing of the torch moment. The, the roster stratification at the moment feels very muddy to me right now. And, and Boo's made the point, we're slight of the blocks with getting these Raywa Musketeers, the the spots of the wins we think they deserve because the top guys, Okada, Naito, even to some extent Tanahashi, they were not intended to, to be the guys to make the Raywa Three Musketeers. They were supposed to be making guys like Jay White and that lost generation. So like the result of all this being the Wrestle Kingdom card where if, as I think might happen, they put the Musketeers against each other. You know, if we do get like a Shota against Red Narita match or Suji versus whoever, you don't get that rub from the current established names for, and I've spoken about this before, the the casual New Japan fans, the dome drop-ins, the people who only go to Wrestle Kingdom, I really think you need that yardstick of seeing, you know, let's just take one of the new guys like Suji at Wrestle Kingdom beating a guy like Tanahashi or Evil or Shingo or whatever, just so the fans who go to Wrestle Kingdom but don't watch regularly can see, okay, this new guy looks cool and he's at this level on the roster, whereas you don't get that if they're just wrestling each other. And to, to extrapolate a, a big picture issue, if we look at the Wrestle Kingdom main event winners since Wrestle Kingdom 2, Nakamura, Tanahashi, Nakamura, Tanahashi, 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 Okada, 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 Tanahashi, Okada, Naito, Ibushi, Okada, Okada. And I think that tells you the story there because when push comes to shove, those are the guys that are trusted. And for me, it's really difficult to try and predict, you know, who's going to be the next new name on that list and and when. Next year, is it going to be two years? Is it going to be three years? That's, that's really, really difficult. So... Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of questions 
about this. Uh, Red Bear Hughes says, which of the Musketeers and New Year do you see walking out of the dome with gold? I mean, that question was sent in a while ago. Uh, Reese says, predict what you think Shota, Ren, Yota, Gabe and New Year will be doing at the dome. And yeah, I don't know, probably wrestling each other in some capacity, which as I've laid out, is a bit of a, a tricky one. Yeah. It's December 14th, right? And you would have hoped that that foundation would have been laid out a little bit clearer. And I think that's one of the things that people are most concerned with, right? Is that is the where we're going and what they already know of for, for um, where the company is when it comes to talent and people coming and going and on a, and a very weird AEW partnership and just a lot of change and flux. And like, we're not quite ready to say, okay, the new batch of stars are ready to take the, you know, control of the ship. And in the same breath, it's, you know, there's only so many more years you were going to get out of the, the, the crop that has been running the show and on top of a wrestle kingdom for, you know, years. Um, and, and what people are accustomed to. And the knowledge that changes are right around the corner. I think everyone's nervous. I think everyone's a little bit walking on eggshells. I think everyone is um, unsure and uncertain um, because they have no confidence that that switch is going to occur anytime soon. And and at every opportunity, they're you know they're they're asked to be patient. And and you know wait for the progression to happen, um, and but you know there's a lot of smart cookies out there that that see some of the handwriting that's on the wall, and it's like, well, we should have been in, we shouldn't have been in this position now. Like we should have been had a little bit more foresight to say, okay, you know, let's let's get the ball rolling post post uh, clap crowd COVID. Um. I think right now uh, I'm in that boat to a certain degree of it's, it's a very uncertain and very unsettling time. And I don't know if this is the wrestle kingdom where you put the flag in the sand and say, okay, here's where things changed, right? Here's where the, the, the tide turned. Um, look, the card itself, while it may not necessarily be, um, the thing that we would fantasy book, um, and there is that uncertainty on uh, all around. The card itself, honestly, is not terrible. I think New Japan did a really good job in, and and you pointed it out to me, uh, a, a recent video that they created, um, Sonata and and Naito, kind of tracking the history, and it's it's literally just clips and a timeline of. These two guys starting out and and the, the career path that has taken them to where they are now. And truth be told, that got me juiced for a match that I really had some very little interest in, honestly. Um, and I think New Japan needs more of that basic storytelling. You know, at its height and at, at its peak, the reason why this product was so successful is that you had a, a batch of, 
you know, career or excuse me, generational talent with a simple cause fighting over a championship that meant something. Um, that, that basic structure that should always be there. Um, sometimes the simplest path is the hardest path. Um, I think people are concerned with Will Osprey leaving, uh, and, and what that might look like. Uh, I think people are concerned with the fact that as we sit here right now, the, the, the young crew isn't ready to take over. Add to that, you know, rumors of a guy like Okada, um, you know, you know, his contract ending and people in a panic of the possibility. Um, and I think people are fearful that there is even a possibility of that occurring. Look, we've said it for months that 2024 is going to be, and I think for the good of the company, a crazy ride. Think about all that you enjoyed in the beginning of the year and how just like fucking fever dream crazy it was, but it was exciting and it felt fresh and it felt somewhat dangerous. And I think that is needed. I really do. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Give me your thoughts uh, and, and, and the idea of Okada signing with a U.S. promotion. And I want to be very clear. Notice that I didn't say AEW. What do you think of that? Do you think there's a possibility? Do you think that's happening? I know people want to bring up, well, his wife's famous. and they have a... <sighs> Okay. You know, I understand that. And I understand that, you know what? You know, she might have a, a bigger name in, 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 in standard Japanese culture than he does. Um, but I think th- where there is smoke, I'll just say this. Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And I vividly remember the absolute panic in people after that Wrestle Kingdom. Nakamura gives his notice. Carl Anderson gave his notice. I think didn't AJ give his notice as well. Um, the absolute panic that occurred, right, coming off of a a very high Wrestle Kingdom, where people honestly thought they saw the best Wrestle Kingdom that they ever saw, um, and 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 the absolute gut punch finding out that that was that. Um. What do you think? What, what's, your, what's your gut telling you? What's your brain telling you? What uh, What do you think? Uh, never say never. You can't rule it out. I think in terms of the actual roster, yeah, I mean, the, you Japan have recovered from stuff like that before. You just bring on the next guy. You know, maybe that will accelerate that process of us wanting to see the, the young talented guys get to where we think they should be. However, I think the optics of it would be really, really bad because Okada is the company man. So I would say it would be awful just from what it represents rather than what it means for the roster of wrestlers. I think it's a good point. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, if you were going to put money down, what do you think happens? I think he stays. Kingdom? And, you think he says, yeah. Would it shock you if I said I think he goes? 
Uh, no. No. Would it shock you if I told you I think he might be, at the very least, considering WWE? No. Again, when silly money's involved, you could you never say never to these things. You'd be stupid not to consider it. Right. And that's all I'm saying. Like, I think considering it. Um, I, I, and I think he would be stupid to not consider it. Um, I, I can imagine what would be promised him and what, you know, and the idea, look, I always, I know that in the past, you know, they always talked about that, you know, WWE Japan and, 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 and them hoovering up all the fucking talent and running their own promotion. Uh, like if you're going to start somewhere, that's that's a pretty big name to start, right? E- again, even if that is in their plans, and I'm not saying that that is in their plans, but if it were, boy, that's a great start, right? And let's be honest here. It's not like he doesn't have people that he knows that work in that company from Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles. Like these are all people that he is very comfortable with. And knowing what he knows and what he sees, he's not a dumb guy. You know, he's not a spring chicken anymore. And as the kids say, you know, maybe it's time to get the bag. Maybe it's time to get the bag. And he would instantly become a bigger star than he is right now on a worldwide stage. Right? I think we all can agree with that. And I think he sees changes happening within that company that, might interest him. I don't know. Again, I, 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 and I don't say these things. Trust me. I don't say these things to stoke fire, right? And I don't say these things, but I just think it's something that it, it, it's the elephant in the room. You know, it's, a, it's the elephant in the room. And until he puts pen to paper, you know, anything's on the table. And I think that is fair. Now, again, people could be the fucking smart guy in the room and be like, well, he'll never leave because he's Japanese and his wife and remember, he's a family. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair. Fine. I'm putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, my wife likes money. <laughs> more money, that's more right. more security for, for your family, isn't it? You know, if it's generational wealth we're talking about, that's you, you can't turn your nose off at that. But um, right. yeah, anyway, uh, Bash says, just want to say Merry Christmas to both of you. I know it's Uncle Kevin's favourite time of year. How do you feel about the amount of rematches on the card this year? Uh, also, who do you think is stepping up or getting a push now? Will is with AEW. So yeah, this is something that I, I pointed out on Twitter, actually. If we go through the card and... A lot of these are rematches from 2023 alone. So Sonata versus Naito, they wrestled on March 17th. Okada and Danielson wrestled June 25th. Shingo and Tama wrestled twice this year, uh, July 30th and October 28th. Hiromu and Despi have not wrestled this year. They last wrestled in June of 2022. War Dogs and Catch T2 wrestled July 4th and October 24th. Bishamon and ELP Hikaleo wrestled November 21st and December 10th. And Zach and Tanahashi have not wrestled this year, but... No, they have wrestled this year. What we're talking about? July sixteenth, they wrestled and, and eleven times in total. So that's that's a lot of rematches. You know, I'm yeah. not saying that guys can never wrestle each other more than once. And there's a lot of pretty well built narratives and stories that I think some of these in a vacuum I can get behind. But 
sort of the, the wider picture. I don't, I always used to think of Wrestle Kingdom as a time for, you know, fresh, exciting matches that you hadn't either hadn't seen before or hadn't seen for a while. The, the frequency that like the sheer number of rematches from this year alone is a little bit alarming. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if it's, it's a lot of rematches, there's no doubt. Um, and, and, and it does eliminate the, the idea of people, uh, with the what ifs, right? What if this guy wrestled this guy or what, you know, it does remove that. And, you know, a lot of what people are, are used to and accustomed to is the idea of these guys that have never wrestled before. And that's through the history of, of wrestling. Right. And while they may have wrestled, you know, again, it's a different time and a different era and you could go to Japan and do shit that no one would know about, you know, and not have to worry about people being like, you know, knowing that it even happened or occurred, but the idea of it being promoted and pushed and, and, um, worked around the idea of, you know, a big matchup, a big main event of two guys that, you know, haven't met. Um, that's, that's, been it's been that way for a long long time and i think that that gets people excited and juiced up again with the the, the fantasy booking it, it's people shit on the idea of fantasy booking right and i understand it because i'm 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 there when the conversation gets a little bit too into it but at its essence that's what that's what it is like that's what pro wrestling that that's an enjoyment aspect of it right of you know what if that guy wrestled that guy? Um, and even when they build the story around that, I think that is more exciting than the guy that's wrestled each other, you know, seven times, eight times, ten times. You know, it's kind of like, okay, we've we what 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 other bag of tricks that they're going to make this special? Um, and that's asking a lot, I think, too. Um, so yeah, is that a disappointment? A little bit, a little bit. Um, do the matchups feel fresh? They don't. Um, that being said, there's a lot of talent on that show that we can't hand wave. You know, there's a lot of matches on this show that on paper should be really fucking good. Right. Um, and I will say this, when was the last time you turned off Wrestle Kingdom and we're like, I fucking blow. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just that's not going to happen. No, we're not saying that. At no point did we say that. We know it's going to be a great show. The matches are going to be great, and that's not going to be some big ah. Well, Jake asked, we're wrong because that's not what we're talking about. The match quality has never been an issue. It's more concerns about booking and trends that we, I think, are, are worth discussing. No doubt. That's why we're here. No doubt. That's why we're here. And and I think the things that I talked about moments ago are things are legitimate concerns that people have. And that makes the idea of these, you know, matches that are on paper will be, will be good. Um, you know, people are hesitant. I, I, for the first time in a long time, what I feel from a lot of people, and it's not like I sit around and talk about new Japan pro wrestling a ton. I feel in apprehension, investing themselves in the product. And it's the first time I really feel that with people that they're hesitant to invest fully in a product um, that they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know the twist and the turn uh, from a company perspective. Um, and that's the, that's really one of the first times I've I've I've, I've felt that from other people. 
and I don't know if that's the the the, the temperature of Discord. Um, and and sometimes I don't like to use Discord as a barometer, uh, only only because these are passionate fans, regardless, right? They're they're in the mix, knee deep, waist deep. Uh, it doesn't matter, right? They're they're the, the, we call them what the freaks or whatever you know for a reason, right? They're 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 there for a reason, um, but I just think the barometer and the temperature outside of that is 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 weirder than I've than I've felt in in many years. Yeah, I would say New Year Dash. That's going to be the one I'm looking at because New Year Dash basically sets the table for the upcoming year. So if it's more of the same, if New Year Dash is very heavy on you know AW stuff and heavy on Tamatonga and David Finley and same old, same old, then alarm bells will be ringing. Hopefully, they'll get this Wrestle Kingdom out of the way and then we'll get some fresh and exciting stuff from Dash. But again, it, it doesn't feel nice to be viewing Wrestle Kingdom through that lens. That's not how we should be discussing Wrestle Kingdom. But um, there you go. I mean, speaking of stuff that stuff that is worthy, stuff that isn't worthy of discussion. Uh, so William wrote in a while ago, so should New Japan consider in 2024 to get rid of some titles. Uh, but no, we've got a new one coming. Uh, SM North says, be realistic. How shit is the IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship belt going to look? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we have a, a name for this new belt. And <clears throat> Sorry, this is one of those things where I New Japan, I, I just want to like roll up a newspaper and whack New Japan on the nose and say, no, bad New Japan. <laughs> and, and that's about as much as the discourse as I'm willing to, to get into with this belt, unfortunately. Uh, I have zero expectations. Just uh, stop making new belts. Stop changing belts. Um, but my issues with the three-way I've already discussed. Uh, I have no further comment on that. <laughs> Look, uh, again, the, the best pro wrestling is the simplest pro wrestling in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, there's no need for everyone to have a belt. There's no need to change. There's no need... Like, it just seems very silly to me. And it feels like at this point, it's almost desperation. Like, how many new fucking titles has this company got burnt through and then changed their mind and changed direction and just decided to get rid of? And, you know, I, look, it's it's preposterous at this point. Keep it simple. That's that's the, the best thing I can say. Uh, let's see what else we got here. It's uh, a lot of questions that i think we could save for next time because it's 11 o'clock and i'm tired so yeah we'll knock on the head there and we'll, we'll right. pick up the questions next time uh so that does it so again hey, two hour show dude two you hour, know yeah. back right back in the saddle again right picking up right where dick jokes plenty uh no we do, i think we covered it all i think i think like it was just like riding a bike right right back in right back in the thick of things absolutely Good to be back. Always good to be back. All right. How are you going to awkwardly end the show now? Metalgo.com forward slash shows forward slash superjcast. Money. Uh, I should give Dan his plug. Let's give yeah, Dan his good. plug. I haven't talked to him in a while. Find him on Twitter. LousyHero219. Dan's great. We love Dan. We do. Want to end it? That's it. We love Dan.
Hello, Voices of Wrestling listener. Dave Ryan here. Have you ever wondered to yourself, how many hidden gems are hidden away inside the last years of World Championship Wrestling? Have you ever asked yourself how many tenuous gags can be made about the name Mike Enos? And have you ever thought about what it sounds like for two Irishmen to interpret a very chaotic company through its B-show? The answers to all this and more are just a click away. Check out Days of Thunder every second Thursday on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.